I'm Timsey. I'm Hazel. And this is the People to People podcast. Where we talk about partnerships between Scotland, where I'm from. And Malawi, where I'm from. So it's been a little while. How are you doing, Chimsy? Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a long time. And we have a really exciting episode today, don't we? I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, yeah. So did I. So I went recently to the Scotland-Malawi Partnership AGM and I found lots of interesting people there to talk to. So hopefully over the next few months, we can expect a little flurry of new episodes. But one of the people I met was Kate Stafford. Kate has worked on many collaborations with Malawian artists here and in Malawi. And I mentioned that I'd be really keen to make a podcast about theatre in Malawi. That's something that we talked about before, isn't it, Chimsy? Yeah, but also for you, you do a lot of theatre stuff here in Scotland. I do. I I may have mentioned it in the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't keep quiet. But yeah, I'd I'd said to Kate, oh, I'd be really interested in that. So she helped us set up this conversation with MacArthur from Solomonic Peacock Theatre Company in Malawi. And here is a little clip of a theatre show called Pamtondo. Uh, You know what? You did a great job. That's fine. (laughs) Chimsy, just quickly, what is Pamtondo? Pamtondo is the traditional tool used in Malawi to grind maize. Okay, so I've seen that in the clip. So there's like a big bowl with a yes, uh, kind so, of stick that you... Yeah, so a lot of people use that if you don't have a maize mill close by. If you're going to make flour the traditional way, that's how you would do it, using yeah. a pump tondo. So MacArthur has visited Glasgow Conservatoire and the Edinburgh Festival and he's an advocate for international collaboration in Malawi. He's also very involved in the development of the theatre scene in Malawi, so quite frankly, a really great person to speak to. It touches on quite a lot of the things that we've been thinking about, doesn't it? Like international collaboration, why we collaborate, what it brings and all of the challenges that come with it. And I guess also who whose narrative we're presenting It was very interesting to speak about something that you would not expect from Malawi. I'm in Blanta at we call it the Jijiri Museum, the first museum in Malawi. Myself and my my theatre company will be celebrating like 25 years in the theatre industry by next year. And actually, I have also been the president for National Theatre Association for about three to four years in the past. Though the industry is not yet fully fledged or fully formed that we have got a formal industry, but I have contributed a lot. When Kate was in Malawi, we worked with Kate to build the theatre industry in Malawi. And how has it changed Over the 25 years that you've been in theatre? Yeah, there has been a change. The early 2000 years, uh, 2000, 2001 up to like 2007, theatre was very good and the patronage was very good. But after the closure of the French Cultural Centre, 
theatre has been affected. We have minimised commercial performances. The travelling theatre we have minimised. You know, what I'm doing most is to conduct community theatre where we are doing a lot of awarenesses project. I do much of theatre of education where I train the young ones and the children about the theatre. We are focused much on Easter Theatre Festival and currently the Easter Theatre Festival is the only international theatre festival in Malawi. We started it in 2015. That's really interesting. I'm also a theatre person, MacArthur, so I've spent the last 20 years doing theatre professionally in Scotland. And a lot of what I do is community theatre and going around schools. Why do you think this community theatre is important? It's very important in two aspects. The first one is we assist in the development of the nation. It's where we talk of national issues or social issues. So we come up with a place where we go into the community and sustain the community. So when the government has got different issues, they want to go out and disseminate information to the communities. Most of the times they use a uh, theater. Like when we have the elections, they use much of uh, theater. The other aspect is in Malawi, we don't have the National Arts Council currently, and we don't have government supporting the arts industry in general. And also the corporate world, the support is also minimal. So this is the way we, we survive because it's where we raise resources to run our theatre campaigns. So this is how uh, uh, community theatre is very important to us. So number one, helping the development of the nation. Secondary, the source of income for our theatre campaigns. So that's what we do. I wanted to respond to that because I just find that is so much in common with Scottish theatre roots that I was taught and that I understand. Particularly, you know, the political, the going around communities, the discussing information. So it's really interesting to hear that. But Kate, I want to bring you into this conversation. So, so it's been it's been really interesting to be back in touch with MacArthur again after all this time. MacArthur and I know each other from years ago when I heard him talking about the French Cultural Centre, when that was the hub of theatre in Malawi. It was a, a big stage which was part of the French embassy in Blantyre. And the French pulled out of Malawi um, to direct all the operations for a group of countries and went to, I think it was Zimbabwe, correct me if I'm wrong, it might have been Zambia, but I think it was Zimbabwe. So they closed that building down and that building was was reverted to the Malawi government. Nobody was allowed to move into it. Nothing was allowed to be done with it. And there was no hub for Malawian theatre. In my day when I was there, there was also the warehouse. And unfortunately in 2000, and, uh, I think it was 2005, the warehouse burned to the ground. So that was an art centre that disappeared. I have to say it's brilliant to see the Easter Theatre Festival happening because in spite of there being no funding, we're getting international artists visiting Malawi and there is a sort of cross-fertilisation of art going on, which I think is fantastic. And it's just the grassroots artists just keeping on in spite of anything. Amazing. So exciting to hear your passion about it. 
What inspires you about a partnership with Kate? It's my principle. Ever since I started the professional work, my vision has been expanding the Malawian arts to international platforms. I'll give this example like in Malawi, Solomonic is the theatre company which have travelled to many countries. And when I was going to all those countries, what I was looking at is how can people work together across the globe. So I was finding that you go there, you find the, there is a collaboration between, let's say, South Africa and Gordon or South Africa and Germany. So it was inspiring me that this is what we are lacking in Malawi. We need to find this initiative to happen in Malawi. And also here in Malawi, we are self-taught artists. We don't have like universities or colleges where you can go and learn art. When you collaborate, you learn something from your colleague. You expand or you grow your territory in terms of your theatrical skills or your artistic skills. So this is what has inspired me all these years. If it was the relish, it's like you are putting spices in your relish so that it can taste good. This is a question for the both of you. You mentioned you want to expand Malawian arts internationally. Have there been any challenges with that? I mean, one of them you said was the fact that there's no schools for people to actually train in the arts. But are there any more challenges that you have faced I'd like to speak to that one just from my point of view on organising intercultural collaborations. The last one I did was in 2017 where I brought four artists from Malawi over to the UK, to England. The Arts Council England gave us money for that. We had enough money to bring those four artists over to work with six UK artists, musicians, dancers and actors. Um, the dancers came from Malawi um, to do a, a, a tour of England. It didn't go up to Scotland because it was Arts Council England. That for me is ridiculous. The Arts Council England and the Creative Scotland are separate entities. So when I said, okay, we've got this money, shall I bring it to Scotland? They said, well, we can't cover the Scottish performances. We got as far as Newcastle, but we weren't able to go any further north into Scotland, even though I knew that because of the interest in all things Malawi in Scotland, we would have had a good lot of interest. With Creative Scotland now cutting back so much on the money that's available, it's becoming more and more difficult to get that kind of funding to, to do these intercultural collaborations. And I do think they're important. It's important to bring artists to different countries, not to just collaborate over Zoom or whatever. Um, so they would, it would be great to bring Solomonic Peacocks here, but with no funding in, in Malawi and um, Creative Scotland clamping down so much, it's very hard to think of how we're going to be able to do that. Uh, let me also just say, I don't know on what Katie has said. Yeah, collaborations, they are very good, but we know the challenges of money is uh, another factor. We have got tangible things which has, has come out from these collaborations. One is the establishment of Easter Theatre Festival. It, because when I always travel, we find that we are performing in a festival. But in Malawi, we don't have a festival. It's when we decided to come up with the Easter Theatre Festival. So that we should have something annually, which is specific for theatre. Yes, we have got other festivals in Malawi, but they are dominated by music. So we decided to come up with the Easter Theatre Festival, for theatre artists. Kate, the, the, some of the plays which she has watched 
in the past is totally different to our kind of presentation of the plays which we are doing nowadays. We are able to tell our own stories in our own way. Because this is what I learned when I traveled in different countries. Artists are able to tell their stories in their traditional way. But if you see the Malawian theater in the past, it was like Afrofusion, like something like Afro-Western. That, that was the accent, you have the Malawian accent, the African accent. But the way you are presenting your production, it was like you are in the Western countries. But uh, from there, I also learned when I go to Europe, we have got the style of presenting the plays. When I go to South Africa, I could see something. So that it has also helped us. Telling a story in a Malawian way, but of international standard. The collaboration which we, have, we, have, we have been doing, what we have learned, make it in a way that people they should see a Malawian cultural element. It makes me so happy um, hearing you say you want to create art that is Malawian and not for Western viewership. I think sometimes that can be at the forefront of anything that quote unquote like third world countries do. It's like to please people in the global north, but it's really nice to hear that, you know, it's Malawian. And I guess, you know, if people don't like it, then, then that's fine. I want to know what it looks like, though. I want to know what it is to tell a Malawian story in a Malawian way. Well, my answer to that there, there, Hazel, is get yourself over to Malawi, to Blantyre, in March and go and see some of the shows that Solomonics and other people are putting on as the Easter Theatre Festival and you'll see what Malawian theatre is. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it's at at the moment. I always did what MacArthur was talking about, an international collaboration, but we always really wanted to lead from the fact that most of the artists, when I was in Malawi, all my artists were Malawian, so I tried to lead with that. But the, mater <coughs> the material we used was always British. So there was always an element of fusion. And uh, interestingly, as uh, MacArthur was saying, when I first started out, it was very much through my filter. So we were doing it very, very um, westernized um, in terms of how it was produced. But then after I'd been there a couple of years, I realized that all my audiences, I mean, my audience was probably 1% expat white and 99% Malawian audiences so what they wanted to see was they wanted to see themselves on stage so I was trying to present that I, I wouldn't for any any way um, claim that I achieved it but I think it's a journey that has been started and is moving on and it's absolutely wonderful to see Malawian artists saying no no that's not the way we're going to do it this is our culture this is how we are going to express ourselves ah, that, that's that's really good to hear I, I love when you know you give someone a voice but it's for them to actually speak on it and not in a way where it's like i'm giving you this opportunity however this is how i want everything to be conducted because the narrative is still not in their hands it's still in someone else's i can't wait to see it in at, at easter and i would suggest you you guys get yourselves some flights and get over there stay at a nice lodge and take in loads of nice theater and then report it back and get, get some, some interest in it from, from Scotland. So you put me a bit on the spot there, Kate, because I think we talked at the scotland Malawi Partnership gathering about the fact that I won't fly at the moment because 
I'm so concerned about the environment and the impact that my actions are going to have as somebody who is from quite a wealthy community. Most of my friends fly on holiday. I choose not to because I, I have a real concern about some of the most vulnerable communities in the world, and that includes a lot of people in Malawi. But for the first time, I think having this conversation, because arts and collaboration and international collaboration is so incredibly dear to me, and something that I do think is important, you're tugging my heartstrings, I have to say. I know, look, Chimsy's, look, she's shocked. What? What's I know, it, it makes me think, if we had just a small amount of carbon to spend on flights, what would be the best thing? Would it be for me as to go as a tourist to Malawi, just so I can see some incredible theater? Or would it be for some Malawians to come over for something like the Edinburgh Festival where you'd get an audience every night for the whole month of August and you'd reach hundreds and hundreds of people? Would it be a longer term thing where you go and you live somewhere for like quite a long time and you have this incredible collaboration that shapes the whole voice of your career for the rest of your life and you come back and you bring that and you tell everybody about it you know how can we have something that's actually meaningful i think you're right we're all very worried about that but there's a sort of greater thing in a way yes we shouldn't be taking flights if there's any other option but we should also be trying to bring the world together of course, we shouldn't be travelling as, as much as we are for holidays and that sort of thing. We shouldn't be doing that. But in order to bring more global understanding, that's where the end of wars is going to happen. I have one question for MacArthur. You mentioned earlier about social welfare for artists. Can you explain a little bit more about that? At first, there was literally, literally nothing for support to an artist once he dies or once he is or she is incapacitated in terms of like uh, old age or in terms of sickness, nothing was being supported to that artist by the government. The former Minister of Arts, he is also an artist, Dr. Michael Us. He's the one who came up with that suggestion. There was an agreement that for this fund to grow, the artists themselves, they should contribute something. Yearly, an artist has to contribute 5,000. If you don't contribute, you don't benefit. MacArthur, you mentioned that music is at the forefront of the arts. Do you know why exactly that is? And why other acts are not really on the same level as music? One, there was a period where we lost a lot of long-time actors, so they died. The other thing is um, music in Malawi. You can play it anywhere, in Botrosto, in what, Shabin, what we call sound pollution. It, it's played everywhere. It's everywhere. The other thing, the Corporate Society of Malawi, they did not focus much on the arts. They just focused much on the music. Well, that's true here as well in the West. People will pay lots of money to go and see their favourite music artist. You know, they'll pay £150 to go and see something at a big stadium. And then when you ask them to come to the theatre for £15, they say, what? That's too expensive. And it's annoying, but that is the way it is. It's, it's a more universal art form somehow, music, than theatre. 
And I don't know how to put that right. But the other interesting thing about if you want to talk about what's different in Malawi, what I noticed was spoken word poetry. Very big in Malawi. But, you know, you'll get lots of people coming to poetry evenings. They see it as being really quite radical. And it's brilliant in Malawi. It's much more in your face, spoken word, say what you think, political, which I think is brilliant. Jimsy MacArthur has, while we're speaking, sent me a WhatsApp and he's asked about a GoFundMe. Okay. That he's supporting. So it looks like it's a couple of people who are trying to come to the festival from Germany. So we will share a link to that in our show notes. Okay. I've watched loads of his clips now on YouTube. I've got quite down a rabbit hole, to be honest. Watching them perform just to everyone in the village outdoors. I thought it was really cool. That it's just, it's just happening. It's just part of culture. I don't think success has to mean international recognition. I agree, actually. And I think that we could take a lesson from that in Scotland. It's just about being able to express yourself and say what you want and have that communication with audiences. And I loved, I I watched some of the Easter festival and found some of the spoken word stuff online. And it's really cool that I can just sit and really imagine being there. You know, the camera pans around the room and you get a little peek at the audience as well as the stage. And you can imagine being there. Well, I'm not doing anything this weekend, so that's what I might do. Yeah, why not? So in our show notes, there's a link to information about the Easter Theatre Festival and several links to the work of Solomonic Peacock. So there's also a link to a trailer for Kate's production of The Tempest, which looks awesome. The original music is by Ben Mankamba and Frederick Rich. So we love it when you get in touch with your ideas for the podcast. Please email us at peopletopeoplepod at gmail.com. This podcast is independently produced by us, Chimsy Dory and Hazel darwin Clements, but is supported by the Scotland Malawi Partnership.